From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Hopefully, you've already heard that time is a critical element in the treatment of stroke. Here today to share with us how the stroke team at Upstate's Comprehensive Stroke Center is able to offer more time to some patients is the medical director of the Stroke Service, Dr. Jean Latore. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So the clot-busting medicine, TPA, is most effective when it's given to someone whose stroke began within the previous four and a half hours. So what happens with patients who awaken paralyzed by stroke with no way of knowing if the stroke occurred right after they fell asleep at 10 or right before they woke up at 5? Yeah, in the past, we really don't have any option for these patients because uh, we don't have any evidence that any treatment beyond what uh, we normally do, which is the intravenous TPA, uh, works for them. Uh, recently, there have been uh, a number of uh, studies that show that if you um, uh, use a special catheter, you can actually um, select patients who may still benefit um, if they have the symptom within the uh, six to eight hours from symptom onset. So not four and a half, but longer yep. time. So okay. we can extend a little bit the time window of treatment for some patients, uh, selected patients who uh, appear to be having a stroke, but uh, don't have uh, the uh, um, the f- uh, but but they don't have a uh, completed stroke yet. So um, strokes evolve over time. That's the reason why uh, time is uh, of the essence. And the longer uh, it takes for treatment to be uh, given to the patient, the greater the, the, the size of the stroke. And so there are uh, uh, patients who, even uh, if they are having stroke for uh, up to six hours, because they have uh, collateral circulation in their uh, brain, uh, they may still be amenable to, uh, to treatment. And these are the types of patients that uh, with uh, appropriate imaging and appropriate selection, uh, we can um, uh, treat uh, with this uh, special catheter up to six to eight hours. What's um, collateral circulation? So these are uh, additional uh, blood vessels that uh, your brain uh, has in reserve um, so that when you uh, when one of the uh, blood vessels uh, gets blocked, there are um, uh, other ways by which uh, blood flow can, uh, can go to that part of the brain that's affected. So it's like rerouting around yeah, the blockage? Yeah, or? so it's like huh. when you have traffic, you have some side roads that opens up uh, to kind of like uh, fill in and, uh, and, and get the, uh, the traffic going. So I assume some patients have better collateral circulation than others? That's so correct. some might be candidates and some might not. Exactly. Okay. So how do you figure out which patient is a candidate and which one wouldn't? Be. Yeah, so there are a lot of uh, clinical and uh, imaging criteria that we uh, employ to uh, evaluate patients who may be uh, eligible for treatment. And this is the uh, reason why patients uh, need to be in a specialized center who can uh, evaluate them and uh, uh, provide the uh, uh, different uh, therapeutic options um, very, very quickly. So imaging like CT scan, CAT scans, magnetic? Yeah, we employ uh, multimodality imaging, uh, such as uh, uh, special CAT scans, CAT scans that uh, look at the blood vessels, CAT scans that look at the viability of brain tissues. 
Uh, we also do sometimes uh, MRI if it's available, but for the most part, because uh, um, there are a lot of contraindications to MRI, such as if you have stents and metals in your body, oh, most okay. of the time we uh, typically just uh, uh, use uh, the, the CAT scans and uh, it's uh, other multimodal uh, um, you know, um, uh, imaging. So what, what happens if you were to give TPA, this uh, clot-busting medicine, to someone outside that window? Is it dangerous to give it to someone that's... Um... Yeah, it's uh, dangerous because uh, the, um, if, if your stroke is older than four and a half hours, the likelihood of benefit from uh, TPA goes down significantly. And uh, in addition to that, the likelihood of um, getting harmed by TPA as a result uh, with the development of a hemorrhagic transformation of the stroke and uh, cerebral swelling becomes uh, uh, higher than your potential for benefit. And that's the reason why um, that uh, four and a half hour is a very, very important uh, cutoff because uh, beyond that uh, uh, time, um, the, the 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 risk of uh, uh, of uh, you know worsening is uh, far greater than the potential for benefit. Because if this uh, breaks up clots, it can also cause bleeding. Right? Yes, and um, you know the the uh, as I said, the brain dies uh, per minute that uh, is not being treated when you're having a stroke. And the greater the death, uh, the greater the area of the brain that's dead, the uh, greater the likelihood that uh, you're going to hemorrhage if you do any uh, treatment. Um, and and so the greater the 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 uh, brain that's uh, that's dead, um, beyond that um, four and a half hours, um, there will be um, less um, likely that you will benefit because the brain would have died already. And there is a increased risk of uh, hemorrhage because those uh, that part of the brain that's dead are now uh, uh, subject to uh, hemorrhagic transformation. Okay, and that would be permanent damage. Yes, okay. and that can also actually uh, cause uh, more secondary brain damage. So it can uh, cause uh, damage that are uh, greater than the damage as a result of the initial stroke. Okay. Well, tell us about this new software program that Upstate, uh, the Comprehensive Stroke Center, has for assessing. Yeah, so um, I told you that in the uh, recent um, uh, um, past, we've uh, extended a little bit the time window to up to uh, six to eight hours. Um, more recently, we have had uh, several studies that show that um, for patients who uh, woke up with a stroke, uh, for patients who actually um, had symptoms that are beyond eight hours, these are patients who uh, were last seen normal um, 24 hours ago. Um, right now, or, or at least uh, several uh, uh, weeks uh, ago, we do not have any treatment options for these uh, patients. But um, uh, as a result of the um, very recent uh, studies that have um, uh, looked into this and using this uh, special software to select patients who might benefit from this intervention, using a special catheter to remove the clot, we can now uh, select patients who may still benefit 
from the treatment uh, given uh, well beyond the traditional time window that uh, we used to have. Up to a whole 24 hours. Up to 24 hours uh, in uh, selected patients uh, using this uh, rapid software that allows us to determine uh, first how much of the brain has already died and second is how much of the brain is still at risk for developing uh, further infarction without treatment. And so if you, com if you uh, look at uh, the difference between the, uh, the brain that's already dead and the brain that's still at risk, if the, if the area of the brain that's still at risk is, uh, is still uh, uh, very big, uh, even if the patient uh, last known well was uh, um, more than eight hours ago, these are patients who may still benefit. And in fact, in the studies that uh, have been uh, uh, done, they had to stop the trial um, early because uh, in their interim analysis, they found out that uh, those patients who were treated with mechanical thrombectomy after they have been selected uh, were uh, seven times more likely to uh, have a better outcome than those patients who were treated with traditional uh, medical management that uh, we, we uh, used to have. Seven times more likely? That's Seven huge. times, uh, yeah. And in fact, uh, we, we have a, 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 um, a term, the number needed to treat for these uh, patients. Uh, for um, um, aspirin to prevent one uh, uh, stroke or one heart attack, you need to treat about 25 to, uh, to 30 patients. Um, for uh, this uh, treatment, for a stroke, you only need to treat three patients. To see an effect. To see an effect. Wow. And now, you use the term mechanical thrombectomy, and that's when you go in um, with a device to remove the Yeah, clot. this is okay. similar to what uh, we are now uh, doing for uh, uh, patients who uh, have a heart attack, where they have a blood clot in their heart, and the, uh, uh, the doctor will uh, put a catheter on their groin to take the clot out. So this is a, a very similar um, uh, concept where uh, now our catheter uh, is uh, placed uh, from the groin through the blood vessels into the brain, into the brain. Uh, where the clot is, and uh, we can uh, uh, retrieve the clot using this special catheter. Wow. Interesting. This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Associate Professor of Neurology, Dr. Jean Latore, who's also the Medical Director of Upstate Stroke Service. Um, well, I also wanted to ask you about a trend that's a little troubling. Um, a growing number of young people are said to be at risk for stroke, and young being like 20 to 55. What's going on? Yeah, so right now, you know, we have uh, a... Uh, an apparent increase in uh, strokes uh, that are found in, in young patients. And uh, part of the um, reason could be that uh, we are now more aware that uh, stroke is happening in young patients. So we are able to diagnose these patients whom in the past uh, probably were uh, uh, diagnosed with different conditions. Um, but more troubling is uh, the uh, increase in the... Uh, um, new risk factors that uh, we now see for patients uh, uh, who are young who's developing stroke. And, and these are um, uh, recreational drug abuse, so uh, uh, cocaine intoxication, uh, marijuana, um, heroin, uh, fentanyl, in addition to its uh, uh, effect on your uh, lung and uh, on your uh, uh, body function, it can actually cause uh, changes in your blood vessels in the brain 
uh, and also it can uh, uh, causes a significant rise in um, uh, blood pressure and, and can cause uh, both ischemic stroke as well as hemorrhagic stroke. Ischemic being the... Uh, ischemic is when clot. A, a clot uh, uh, blocks the flow of blood into the uh, brain and hemorrhagic stroke is when uh, uh, one of the blood vessels burst and causes a hemorrhage inside the brain. Is it difficult to convince young people that they're at risk for stroke? Because I think a lot of people think stroke is an old person's... Yeah, so the current, um, you know, concept of uh, young people is are is that they they um, they're not at risk for stroke and that's uh, actually uh, not true um, a stroke happens in all ages they're definitely more common in old people uh, but uh, it uh, it happens in, uh, in in young as well especially uh, uh, for those who have uh, risk factors well we're seeing a lot more young people with diabetes so that's a risk factor right yes uh, diabetes hypertension uh, smoking is still very rampant among uh, young people uh, alcohol abuse um, you know um, sedentary life as well as uh, uh, excess uh, intake of uh, fatty foods and uh, and salt so these are uh, uh, you know hypercholesterolemia is uh, another risk factors for stroke it's high cholesterol. High, uh, cholesterol. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, while I have you here, let's remind us again about the signs and symptoms of a stroke. So we always uh, tell uh, the, the public, you know, uh, the, the best way to, uh, to remember this is to uh, remember the word fast, okay? F-A-S-T. Uh, F means face, A is uh, arm, and S is speech, and T is time. So if you're having uh, trouble with your face, either having a, uh, a symmetry or droop on your face, if you're having trouble with uh, your arm being weak or numb, or if you're having trouble with your speech or language, you cannot talk or you're having difficulty uh, talking. These are the most uh, common signs of stroke. And um, when, when any one or all of these are happening, T means uh, it's time to call 911. And so, um, you know, when you're having a stroke, you want to act fast. And uh, using this uh, acronym, when you're having these uh, symptoms, uh, it's best to always uh, call 911 rather than, you know, call anybody else or uh, drive yourself to the hospital. Because if you're in the ambulance, a lot of uh, preparation can happen. The ambulance uh, uh, paramedics can call the hospital before you arrive. And so the team will be ready by the time that you arrive uh -huh. and a proper treatment can be uh, provided within a very short period of time. Would the person having a stroke necessarily be able to recognize these things, or would you be? Sometimes you can, but a lot of okay. uh, sometimes you uh, there's part of the brain that also prevents you from recognizing that something is wrong. So if you have a uh, stroke that happens on the right side of your brain, sometimes you may not even notice that uh, you're having a stroke. And so it's very important not only for uh, for you but for your uh, other family members to uh, be all uh, educated and aware about the signs and symptoms because uh, if not you, maybe your loved one may be having a stroke. And so you need to be a stroke hero. And a stroke hero is somebody who uh, advocates for a quick treatment and quick um, um, uh, activation of our 911 uh, system so that uh, uh, treatment can be uh, given uh, on time. Well, you've mentioned how time is of the essence. What if you live in the rural areas? Because a lot of our people in central New York live hours from Upstate's Comprehensive Stroke Center. What yeah, that's a very good point. In fact, uh, a study has shown that uh, only 60% of uh, 
people are within one hour of a comprehensive stroke center, especially in central New York where uh, upstate is the only comprehensive stroke center. We have a catchment uh, uh, area of uh, about two million people within the central New York uh, uh, region covering 17 counties. And so uh, we have a very wide uh, uh, area that uh, we are responsible for. And so our current um, initiative right now that we have been doing for the past uh, several years is to develop this system called the Telestroke Network, which is... Uh, uh, connecting uh, community hospitals to our uh, comprehensive stroke center so that uh, the patients can get um, evaluated uh, in real time uh, while they're in their community hospital uh, through video conferencing with a uh, stroke specialist in, in our comprehensive stroke center. So they call 911 in their community, their ambulance responds, and they may take them to their local hospital and then that hospital has the ability to connect with you yes or one of your colleagues so they don't uh, need to uh, be uh, brought to the comprehensive stroke center they can be treated right where they are so they can go to the community hospital and if the community hospital is uh, connected with our telestroke network their provider can call us and uh, we can uh, um, see the patient we can evaluate the patient as if they are at upstate and um, uh, this allows for a very quick um, evaluation and uh, if uh, indicated the uh, provision of the treatment that uh, you would not otherwise have uh, received because you're not at a comprehensive stroke center. Okay. So this allows for uh, treatment um, that can be initiated uh, very, very quickly and additional um, uh, treatment can be uh, uh, done uh, once the patient gets transferred to the uh, uh, comprehensive stroke center. Terrific. Thank you for talking about this. My guest has been Dr. Jean Latore, the medical director of the Stroke Service at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.